0: Maximum Threshold Radio Show's live, episode 319. Back for the attack.
1: Automatic defense procedures initiated. What
2: we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at...
1: 440
2: Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts those people are worse. And- He's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way.
3: Fantastic.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, would like to thank everybody for tuning into the Maxwell Threshold Radio Show. Take two.
3: Big shout-out to Liquid Fuzz or whatever the hell they were called.
0: Liquid Fuse.
4: Liquid Fuse. Yeah, we just got off the We phone. just did an interview for nobody.
0: That <laughs> yeah, was a special treat for the people tuning in live. Liquid, liquid f- Fuse was awesome, man. Hey, if, if you guys uh, had anybody, any of your friends record it, shoot, shoot it over to me so we could plug it into this portion next portion of the show. I think my volume went down. Right, my phone's ringing.
3: maximum threshold you're on the air
0: hello hello hey jason what's going on man all right man cool i'm glad we got you on we had a bunch of technical difficulties and we just got our show back on the line here but hey man it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on our show here
2: okay y'all good to go over there oh yes we're rolling okay cool Jason. I'm glad gr- you were able to hook it up, man. Oh,
0: thanks, man. Thanks thanks again, man. I appreciate it's really it.
2: So it's been a lot lot of requests for stuff from around the globe, so I'm yeah. glad that uh, you were able to get your way in there. Nice. So <laughs> nice. Good deal. Good deal.
0: Uh, well, I'm going to start off by just saying, you know, it, like I said, it was, it's cool, cool to have you on the show here, man, but it's, it's nice to know somebody who's been in the music industry for years, and I had an opportunity for years, you know, to to talk to you and stuff like that and meet with you overseas. And oh. and I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I've been, I've been wanting to t- talk to you for years on the air here to let, just, just to throw this out there. When I was in Sydney, I think it was at the Hordern Pavilion. That was in 89 down there. And it was the first time you guys played there. You were there with Metallica. And I was supposed to get hooked up with Opie. Um, and I, I don't know what happened to him. He just, he just took off and we were waiting for him. But you came out of the blue out of nowhere, and I was like, man, you know, we're all, we came here from the States and all that to check you out. And you're like, no problem. Here's a pass. You put a pass on me and took me right in there with everybody else there. And we ate and everything. And it was, it was we had a real cool time there.
2: <laughs> God, I'm glad, dude. That's right on. I love hearing them stories, and I'm glad you have it to tell. That's, nice. that's awesome.
4: Yeah, as long as you feed Dom, he's he'll love you forever. That's right.
2: Right. So I made a friend. All right. That that was that was fairly easy. I can do that. So
4: you know, (laughs) I know I know you've been out of Metallica for quite some time. So Mm -hmm. we want to focus just long enough, bro.
2: Just long enough. We We want to
4: focus on your newer stuff. But I just want to say there were three albums that turned me in (coughs) turned me into a metalhead. There was Slayer, South of Heaven. anthrax i believe it was among the living and metallica garage days so ah. so you're you're partially responsible for me being uh, a devil worshiping ah. well, <laughs> animal sacrificing kicking old ladies <laughs> dirty son of a bitch and i want to thank you <laughs> for turning me into that
2: wow wow Okay.
0: That's an influence.
2: I think, I think I, I'm in pretty good company there. I like Slayer a lot, and they're, they're still just incredible. I don't think anybody's ever touched them in, in that particular realm. They are still the best, always have been. I have a lot of respect for them.
3: True that. Hey, uh, we got to listen to a couple of your songs earlier this uh this week and last week. We listened to uh, God's Make earlier today, and what did right. we listened to last week, Soldier Head, of course, Head last week. And uh, damn, right. I want right. to say I am impressed Cause, so then I asked Dominic because you know I'm not really hip on what's going on with the band. I said, so what's Jason doing in the band? You know, is he playing bass or what's going on? And he's like, he's playing bass and singing. I'm like, damn, that was his voice. That was damn good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've been working on it. It's a new voice, really, for me. You know, I've been working on it for quite a while. I did the boo stuff for so long, I still can do it. It's not that tough, but that's not what I want to do anymore. I mean, I pull it out when I need to, but um, I've been working on this real voice thing for some years, and I am working on it every day now, too, because when we do take it out to people, I want it to be uh, reminiscent of the record. I feel that I've got some pretty good performances on the record, and the first time I really ever tried to sing on a real record and it is my music i wrote all the songs and stuff so it's the first time that's why my name is on it too there's a lot of reasons for all that but i'm i um actually recorded almost all the rhythm guitars on the record i played some of the leads uh most of the bass and then the lead vocals. so um, my other guys uh jesus mendez plays drums and does a fine job as you can
1: hear
2: and then uh, jesse farnsworth is kind of our secret weapon guy and he plays lead guitars and other guitars and background vocals and all the other i mean just anything i point him at he does so between the three of us we were able to nail down what you're hearing now we've been uh we've been playing about five years together to get it to where we're melding like that and these songs are about six months old
3: well that that song that uh god snake reminded me of uh I'm not trying to pigeonhole you into a style, but it reminded me of some people would call doom style metal, you know, Uh not the other songs. Yeah, I've
2: heard heard that. I've heard somebody say that, too. And I don't really, you know, subgenre and these kind of things, I'm not too uh, keen on that type of stuff, and I wouldn't be able to help you with categorizing them. uh Um, I know what thrash metal is. You know, I know what heavy metal is. Yeah. So I kind of do that. and.
1: Well, this, doom is like uh, trouble.
2: <laughs> pigeonholing would be a little, that would take a little And I i feel, considering the albums that I've recorded on in my career. It would take quite a bit of doing to pigeonhole me. But That's true. What I'm doing, <laughs> what I'm doing now is, uh, is what I do best. This is what I spent the most time at, this kind of old school metal. You know? I can only be old school because I am, dude. That's it. A lot Same. of people want to be old school, but you only can if you are. Well, I like and your thoughts and the jets and, and that's stuff. That's what you're hearing. <laughs> I liked
3: your Flotsam and Jetsam stuff. I have it on cassette. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's how old I am. I have no, it on cassette.
2: Flotsam is the real <laughs> deal, man. They got a new record out oh, too, yeah. so if, yeah, we, if anybody get out there and give them some love. Yeah, we,
0: we had them on um, a couple of weeks, not like, a month ago. You we were, were you were yeah. Working even with them right. You yeah, I even, um, songs. yeah, I even even donated to their Kickstarter. Oh yeah, yeah, we, cool.
3: So we yeah. had them on like a month ago, but um. So about what's going on with Newstead, now I know you got the EP out, is there any plans to tour, is there plans to expand on it, or are you doing a promotion thing right now, what's going on with that?
2: All of those things, alright, yes, Um, we have a lot in the works right now, I do have a grand plan, and uh, we recorded 11 songs together, we did them in about 14 days time, and from top to bottom, which I think in this day and age is pretty impressive and uh, just started to work this first EP. It's number one on iTunes Metal nice. charts this week and its debut week. Should be. And we did that with the, with the four-man crew out of my garage versus all the other whoever they happen to be. I mean, we passed Bieber on the overall charts a couple <laughs> cool. days ago with our metal record. So kind we're, we're, we're very proud of what we're doing with our, our little noise here. Um, there's a lot of offers coming in for tour stuff. We have the 11 songs in, in the box, and we're releasing them in batches. This first batch is the metal EP that you're hearing now, that you're sharing. we got a next chunk, going to be an, another handful of songs. And then we got one after that, another handful of songs. At the end of that, those three EPs will culminate to make the, the LP, which will come out in vinyl with proper artwork and all that stuff. Oh,
1: awesome. All of
2: the, all of the music will be available in all formats, ultimately. Um, the EPs are always uh, available exclusively on iTunes first for the for the send off of each record, and then it'll be followed up by physical CDs and vinyl that'll be available from NewsteadHeavyMetal.com, and then you know, depending on what happens with record stores and these things, but we will always have it available from our from our garage and our site and our shows. Uh, so it's going to be in any format anybody wants to hear it. It will be that ultimately.
4: So if I wanted to pick it up on 8-track, it'll eventually be on
2: 8-track? <laughs> well, you know what? You caught me in my statement, didn't you? Yes. Uh, yes, 8-track. The answer is yes. 8-track. You know what? I'm not going to mess around. I'm bringing a reel-to-reel, and I'm going to come and wrap it around your neck, and then that's going to be that, and you're going
1: to be, dude, all format uh,
4: And in the middle of the song, it'll be like, click,
2: click, 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 <laughs> click, click. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? No. No. Um, Yes, so the main format that anybody's digging it on now between vinyl, CD, and, uh, you know, MP3 or whatever that is these days, uh, it'll be there for everybody. Well, That's vinyl my, is my making i huge... I'm learning a lot about this technology stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I'm having to harness this, and it's working real well for me, actually. V-
3: vinyl is making a huge comeback. It really is.
2: Yeah, you really can't beat it. You really can't, man. For, for us that are purists and that, and we dig our old music and blues music and all those things, we're... All of our music came from. If you like that stuff, vinyl has to play a part in your life.
3: Oh, I still. have uh, some of the vinyl artwork, you know, because they got they have yeah. the frames now that so you can put the albums in, and that's what I do. Yes. So, mm-hmm.
4: so Jason, um, let, me, let me ask you a question. Um, when you left, when you left Metallica, where was like almost every major band? That was going through lineup changes. Did they all, did all kinds of different major acts contact you? I mean, <laughs> I know you played with Ozzy and Voivod for a while, but did like, yeah. did like Dave Mustaine contact you when when they needed a new bass player and stuff like that? The
2: answer to that question is no. <laughs> um, but there, but the answer to the first questions were yes. Uh, there were a lot of. Uh, bands reaching out a lot of performers and different styles i i pick and choose you know i do what i want to um when i want to and that's what i've been able to work out over time and so i, I pick and choose the ones that i want to experience to make myself a more rounded player or people that i re- uh, just out of labor of love or somebody that i look up to as my heroes become my peers you know those mm-hmm. type of things they get a call from tony Eomi a couple of years ago to come and play on that uh who cares record are you kidding me man are you kidding me <laughs> The dude from Black Sabbath calls and asks me to play a geezer part for his. The guy that taught me to play, come and take his place for a little bit and play a song with me, mate. Are you kidding me, man? That kind of stuff comes out. You know I'm there. I didn't say when. I said what time. No, you know, it's just that's all there is to that. So there's been some that are pretty wishy-washy. That I just kind of said thanks, but no thanks. You know, um, there's a couple that were so much money that I could not pass it up because I want to make um like Rockstar Supernova. I was going to ask you about Hollywood that. the Hollywood network television thing, right, um, which I learned a lot from, dude. I learned exactly what not to do. Uh, and but I was there for half of the year down in Hollywood and making a serious wage, and I was able to help my nephews and nieces go through college and everything with that money I made oh, from sweet. that. So, you know, let your let, self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of other cool things that I have got to do, and the echo brain thing was labor of love because I respect the musicians. voivod was labor of love because I have always looked up to those guys and I learned more from them than probably any other musicians um then I've done things you know there's a couple I don't even know if I told people maybe two or three people in interviews I've done a lot of interviews, but i did I did a song with Tina Turner in two thousand four or five I did uh you know, Government Mule, I play with DJ Shadow, um, record with Sepultura, record with, I mean, all kinds. Of, i put a bunch of different records through, uh, since between 2000 and 2010. So I really spread myself out and try to um, play with a lot of different styles. You know?
3: So if I see you on Dancing with the Stars, I know it's for the money for sure then. <laughs>
2: If you see me on Dancing with the Stars, you better come and hit me in the neck as hard as you can. Open hand, dude, because I don't No, Don't. What? Don't. No.
4: So, I'm...
2: No, look. Hey, hey let's, let's, make, let, let's make sure we get some perspective on this, okay? I still got to play my Sadowski as loud as I wanted to with Tommy Lee on drums, all right? That rhythm section was wicked. I don't care if you like Motley or you like what you like. You could not beat that when we got bombastic and we got ugly the two of us it was cool it made it worth my while to go down there and play in hollywood and live in l.a for a while that's what made it worth my while so make no mistake about that the wage was good but i'm proud of the bass that went on the record you know i played five string bakes all over that record and did it pretty well and the, the experience with tommy and that was fantastic with butch walker producer guy learning from him was cool i don't take any of that stuff for granted man you know, being around uh, Zach Wild or Warren Haynes or James James Hetfield to learn from, dude, I don't take that lightly.
1: Cool.
3: very cool.
4: I'm a I'm a big fan of a lot of Butch Walker's, um, more of his solo stuff. So He's yeah, a yeah a I, I would imagine cat. there's a He's lot to learn. So
2: talented, bro. Yeah, that
4: that was pretty. That was a that was kind of weird because I actually watched it, show because I'm I was not only a fan of you. When you were in Metallica, and and I followed your solo career, but I was a, also a fan of Gilby Clark and of of Tommy Lee and Motley Crue, and and a huge fan of Butch Walker. Butch Walker's on one show he disappears, and then um, I, I I think they should have I think they should have chose Delana, though, or however you say it. Uh, that, that I think that would have been <laughs> that could have been something kind of something. You know, it could have been a lot more interesting than that. The, the other guy, not to take anything kind of, away from the other no, guy, he, but.
2: right? He was good, and everything was kind of predictable. Um, the uh, Delana was very talented, and it was through and through. Both of them were through and through, but it would have been, I think, a little more uh, unique with Delana, actually, a little more innovative. But um, that wasn't supposed to be. When you mix up that kind of uh, television ego, big money hubbub like that with with music, that's you know. At least when my element's mixed in there, I can't do that it doesn't, doesn't feel right. They just the t v people don't get our world and we don't get theirs and Thank God for that. you know yep. it's just I don't want to know about that. It seems so false to me, and I always try to keep it true. That's just that was my main thing. It was just too weird. It's all facade, it's all faky junk, and I can't fake I can't fake that. I can't fake any of that. They're asking me to lip sync and all that I'm going get somebody else, man. It ain't gonna be me. I just don't do that,
1: you know? Oh,
3: there's no way that Jason Newsett could lip sync. I'm sorry. Cause that ain't happening, bro. That ain't happening. That Once would...
2: again, in the neck. In the neck, right there yeah. as hard
3: as you can. <laughs> no, uh Ain't doing it. So, uh I'm looking forward to, hopefully, you guys said you guys got offers to go on some tours coming up, so I'm hoping that next year you guys, like, we get to see you play this live, because it's awesome, awesome EP so far. You know, I can't yeah, wait for number you. two to drop. So, so.
2: What's your favorite yeah. track off
3: the... Yeah, you know, yeah, out of curiosity, that was my next question.
2: Um, <laughs> List off the four, the five. Well, yeah, it's pretty tough. Soldier Head God, Snake, King of the Underdogs, Skyscraper. They all have their own kind of beauty and heaviness, you know. Um, I think I'll have to go with Soldier Head for this week, though, because it is just... Uh, that's the one we've been rehearsing the most okay. right now, and it feels pretty tough live. I'm excited about taking it to people in that way. Um, I like all of them for different reasons, and they kind of change as, as we... Go through mixes and edits and stuff through these last few weeks, you know. Uh, and the new songs are on the burner now, so the other ones are in the bag, and you're listening to them. So these next batch, I've kind of got those in my head, and um, you're going to like those just as much, I promise.
4: Nice. Have, have you been? Have you guys been approached by any uh, labels, major and independent? Yes. yes. Like, yeah. Would you consider uh, signing with Phil and those Housecore Records? <laughs>
2: You know, I've had my own Chop House label for 15 years. Uh, this record's on the Chop House. I've been able to get my music out to the world without a whole lot of help. That'd be kind of be redundant, I think. Um, no disrespect to I like those guys. No problem with Phil or anything. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. He's got his own label. i got my own label. I've had mine going longer than his. Uh, and my distribution and those things, um, it's all within my control, you know. <laughs> so that's, it's more about uh, whatever makes the most sense. To get those eight tracks out to the corners of the world, um, that's what I'm gonna do. Yep.
4: That's right. Well, you know, I got my eight-track warming up. I'm ready for it.
0: I'm gonna put mine in my car. Soon as soon as I get that reel, the reel tape off
4: of off of my neck from you choking me with it, I'm gonna plug my eight-track in.
2: You know, or it could be like Elvis and have the turntable in the back of the car in 1962. Yeah. Don't hit no bumps, dude.
0: <laughs> you know, the, the first plane I was three, three quarters taped to the top of the needle.
4: The first plane I was ever in was the 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 Lisa Marie, like on the uh-huh. tour through Graceland. I never even right. like flew in the air. That was the first plane I was ever on. Just walking through it,
2: and you felt you were like you were flying anyway. Once you stepped <laughs> on there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, the pretty crazy gold plated toilets and stuff, man. Wow. Yeah, interesting. And he was living.
4: So where's your
3: since we know that you lived in uh back in Hollywood, LA for like six months to do the show, where's your home base now? Where are you uh you don't have to San get Francisco. the exact San Francisco? San
2: Francisco's been my home base since I joined Metallica. And I, I probably always will be.
3: So you grew to love the city, huh?
2: It is a fantastic place um, culturally, uh, you know, just everything, man. You can always get whatever you want as far as uh, cuisine or entertainment or, um, you know, just it's great. You can do what you want, which is really kind of cool. Not as many people tell each other what not to do and all that. I like that. I'm not telling anybody what not to do, and I like them to tell me. So <laughs> of, I take it in that way.
3: Out of curiosity, have you ever gone? I mean, I mean, it's not a musical question, but you ever gone and checked out those giant redwoods that are outside of San Francisco? From when I
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, I've driven did. our car through those things and all that stuff. I've know? always yeah. wanted it's, to do that. Touristy.
4: I've
3: always wanted to play my bass in front of those things just because of the forest and everything else. So that's what oh, the, when
2: I'm playing instruments in there, that would be crazy. You know, like a five-string wow. acoustic
3: bass or something, a four-string acoustic bass? That would just be cool, mm-hmm. you know? It what?
2: would be nice. You know, I have one time, we did do a thing. that was in uh, Kennedy Grove, which is right behind Kirk's, where Kirk used to live has kind of medium-sized sequoias. They're still giant to most people, but medium-sized for us. Um, and I do remember at the end of the 80s one time, Les and Larry from Primus met us for a, a picnic there, and we had our acoustic instruments and jammed in the woods there a little bit. You just brought that back to me. That was crazy. That vision just flashed in my head. Um, so actually we have done that a little bit now that I think of it. Pretty cool.
0: Have you checked out any Les's wine that he put out?
2: Not yet. No, I have not. Is it made of shrimp? <laughs> It's frog squeezing <laughs> frog squeezing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well Randy Rhodes family just put out a Randy Rhodes wine the other Are you day. Serious? Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they just hit uh my buddy uh is my buddy's also a concert photographer like me and uh, he got invited to the premiere and uh and he took pictures of it and he bought like ten bottles of wine at like two hundred dollars a bottle or something like that. Wow.
2: Wow. I know Lemmy had some vodka, right? Somebody told me that. <laughs> Motorhead vodka or something like that.
3: I thought it'd be whiskey for some reason. It's like motor oil. Yeah, I did
2: too. I did too, man. I did too. But that's it was it was on that metal show or something like that along the way somewhere. Anyway, everybody's getting their nose in it, but that's all good. Yeah, so we us talk the, about some metal some more. That's it. When's Perhaps. the
4: Newstead metal wine coming out?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna let's see. I gotta think of something wicked, man. I gotta have like um, hot sauce. 180, 180 proof moonshine or something. <laughs> it's gotta be serious, you know. You gotta give It'll metal hot sauce. Like to the it. wallop. Yeah, what so God snake juice. Let's yeah, let's talk some music
4: metal. Well, what, do you, what do you what do you listen to these days?
2: Um, my favorite what I refer to as spawn are uh Mastodon, the sword, uh Red Fang, you know, that kind of stuff. I like that band Black Mountain with the female and male singer and the B three organ, like throwback stuff. I really dig that. Um let's see. Muse, right like now, I've always liked Muse. I like their new record. I like their innovation. Like They can do no wrong in my eyes. It's just one of those bands. They can get as heavy as anybody. man. They, they're really good in that way. Uh, I don't dig in too deep to the I don't know, like scary metal, blah, that stuff, a whole lot. I'm, I like Andreas Kisser's record, man. He did a double oh, album. I still have that in my. It's probably two years old. My, yeah, I got still that in my shuffle. It never left. I got to, got to pull that
0: back out. I have that. That's a good one. We had him on a show, right, when it dropped, and I was like, "Damn, man, that was good." I think we talked them from Brazil or something like that, man. Right, but and graveyard,
2: had, man, I love graveyard. Nice. I oh, like that's that stony cool. metal stuff, man. You know, I really do. I like the straight up thrash, and I like the stony metal.
3: <laughs> stony metal, man. Earth and grave, then. <laughs> Earth Chicago. and grave. Yeah, out of Chicago.
2: Cool, I'll check it. Uh it's the, I'm always open man. I'm always open to anybody turning me on to some stuff. It's recent.
3: the bass player from uh trouble.
2: Uh Oh really? And they have a good uh, for him. They, have a, for uh him.
3: they even have a violinist on it.
2: <laughs> I always felt he was pretty uncanny. He had a real cliff vibe to him. I liked it. It was good. When he used to play Rickenbacker and stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that's a Ron Holzner man. Uh, yeah, Ron, and,
2: that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Good for him, man. Ron's good a good him. guy. They used to hang around the camp quite a bit. Him and James are pretty tight. So I'm, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear that.
3: So they got voted best band in Chicago that, uh, last year. So right.
2: Fantastic. Well, hey, if you talk to them, tell them, hey, man, that's cool. And you know,
3: Chicago is a tough metal town, as far as that goes. You know, you, no one just gets it. You know, they have to earn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know that. As a matter
2: of
3: fact, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I've heard that before. Yeah.
3: Well, I know that we don't want to talk too much about the Metallica past, but I got to give my own little, uh, little Metallica speech. Uh, I'm I'm good do, with it. I do I got to go see the Masher Puppets tour, and I went to school the next day with a bunch of shirts on that tour and everybody made fun of me said we'd never even heard of that band before and then you know the next record i dropped was the 595 ep which i had to get the shirt and i had to get the album because i had to actually the album for that and people were like oh who's that i don't know who they are and then you know a year
4: or two later you know you
0: had some really wimpy friends i know
4: damn i went to a wimpy school (laughs) they just made fun of you anyways it doesn't who's he kidding anyways
0: so then
3: then uh you know and, and justice came out of course then everybody's like I've loved them for years. I'm like you assholes. Thanks, take away my band. It was my band that I discovered.
2: <laughs> so. Of course, of course. That's how, how you always want to feel about stuff. That's what makes it special. But
3: I finally got to see you in, in, in Justice for All, and I was—I'm a bass player myself. You know, nothing like fair to you. But I want to say I was so impressed when I got to see you on the Justice for All tour. So I was really impressed with you.
2: No, no, thank you. That—that that was the world was—the uh, world was whirling around quite a bit at that point we were on the serious upward trajectory mm-hmm. um at quite a rate you know we were working really hard and people were paying attention exactly kind of what you just explained from your own worlds you know your own circles perspective um people were that's my band that's my band that's my band that's my band that's our band that's our band that's our band um it, it did happen like that in big powerful steps because the band did take it on the road you know it, it built a strong foundation in order for it to still be standing today. But it just happened just like that with you, and it happened just like that with me as well. And most other people, that's our, you know, one of, it's not a secret, it's one of the factors that makes Metallica what it is. Always making people feel like they're a part of it. They're a part of the music, they're a part of the victory, they're a part of the singing, they're a part of the reason. And that's why they're still kicking so much ass now, you know, and that I'm happy about it, too, because I learned to do that from them.
3: Well, maybe that's why I liked your new album so much, because I I got into the music, I got into the singing, I'm like, cool, I can see yeah. me singing this at a concert, you know, going along with the vocals. So I, I,
2: It was pretty funny, because I, I go on Facebook, like I was saying, and I talk to the the kids all the time, I talk to the fans, the people and stuff, and the kid will come on and go, I'm not sure about this, man, it kind of sucks, because, <laughs> man, it sounds just like Metallica. Yeah. I'm like, Duh. I what Really? That's God, That's crazy. How'd it's that like, happen? What the it hell like, are you talking about? One of
3: the Tony Iommi says, man, it sounds like Black Sabbath. I like it, but it know, sounds yeah, like Black a, Sabbath. What is
2: it supposed to sound like? <laughs> I mean, uh, chili peppers, dude? What is <laughs> it supposed to sound like? Seriously. It's supposed to sound like, Metallica, you freaking idiot. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember we- um,
0: one, one of the cool things about seeing you is... When you were at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and when you got to be on the stage there with the band, that that really that really made the whole night um, such a special event. You know, it's not just just so seeing Metallica at the, getting inducted to Rock Hall, you know, but seeing you be a part of it, and you know, you just you just threw it you threw it all out and just let it rip. And that was a, that was just a great experience to being a fan of yours.
2: Mm. Yeah, was thank you, man, and that uh, I'm glad you felt it that way, too, because I really did. And it was uh, an incredible victory for me. I felt so victorious that mm-hmm. night, and also it was a resolution. It was a resolve. It was a um, chapter being finished in a beautiful manner. You know, uh, that's all. I hadn't seen the guys for a long time, and I'd seen them one-on-one. At You know, i see Lars at the System of a Down show, and I'd see Kirk he'd come... To my art show or whatever like that you know what i mean we see each other through time and stuff but never as a collective like the boys and stuff and so when i finally did see him it's like "Yo, hey, what's up you know so all that water is under the bridge dude all that yeah. whatever sour stuff that was from way way back then when we were all spun out and everything that's all gone we are now like happier than ever we business partners for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. we understand each other now it was 12 years ago this week that i stepped out man Wow. And now that the dust has settled, look what we have, man. Look what we have. Man. They're they're awesome. They're killing. I got a new band. James and I are healthy again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's so much stuff that goes on. I was, at the time I left the Van dude, I was so whacked out on painkillers, and James was all drunk, and things were screwed up, and people were having divorces and having their first babies, and it was so much going on. If you know, when I when I joined the band in '86 till 2001, we turned the faucet all the way on, and it never got. It just kept it stayed on the whole 15 years. Yeah, you know there was never a thing like, oh, let's put it down to a trickle for a minute. Never. <laughs> it was just like pff, 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 the whole freaking time. Wow. So finally, we come up for air for a second. And we took a couple of months off when James got hurt. In like august of 2000 after the summer sanitarium thing mm-hmm. i had to kind of finish up as frontman in the band at the end of that tour there and he was hurt and he had to go get fixed and everything and i'm milling over all the stuff we didn't plug in for a long long time yeah. there was so much distraction with other videos and all the other demands the music was going away and i'm like man i want to keep playing you know, and it just was all weird. If we would have went and checked everybody's mental status and got it all together, there would have been a different outcome. But I'm not sure Metallica would be together in 2013. Gotcha. I, I do. Have, I can't I, tell you that for sure, but I know for sure it is right now because of the decision I made. So here we go. You know.
3: Well, you you hinted a minute ago at uh, an art show. Now, what? Tell me. I'm as I'm a photographer, so I'm curious when when you said your art show. What kind of art show? What is your art? What are you into?
2: Um, I I started painting. I I had some shoulder surgeries. Um, 2004 through 2008, I had three different major shoulder surgeries, Um, rotator cuff tears, full bicep tears. I mean, it was ugly. Oh, man, I just got a rotator. I was one-armed for about three years back and forth. I just got a rotator injury myself today. I learned to be um, ambidextrous. I I can do everything the same with both hands now um, out of necessity. But it made better for, you know, playing and everything. But I started painting because I couldn't play my instrument all the way anymore. I could slip uh, a guitar in between my sling and my body in order to make some noise or finger pick and keep my chops. But I couldn't really play like the monster. It couldn't become the monster or nothing. And so I started painting. Uh, My wife is a painter, and she kind of had some stuff hanging around, and I started messing with it. And uh, people started liking it. And I go on bigger and bigger canvases and now I was doing like uh you know six feet by twelve foot canvas, just giant, uh mixed media, mostly acrylic, a lot of plastic, a lot of wildness. Um, Basquiat, Picasso influence kind of creatures and text and weirdness. Had one big show in San Francisco in two thousand ten that did pretty well. Still I've sold, I don't know, quite a few paintings now and people give me, you know, ten and twenty grand for a painting and um I have a, there's a book for sale on NewsteadHeavyMetal.com on the web store. There's a program from my, from my art show. If you want to have a look at it, there's probably like 30 paintings in that book. I've done between 800 and 1,100 pieces in those years oh, wow. that I was crippled. Wow. So. Um, and so it's, that's all there and I still sell it all the time. And it's just, it's just another part. I had to throw, what happened when I put my loud vibe of my music into loud paintings? That's exactly what <laughs> they did for those years.
4: So. Jason, would you consider mixing the music and the painting, and like do commissioned photographs of like say maybe Devo, or of War, or um, Flock of Seagulls, or Adamant?
2: Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Oh, I could Oh, I could mess that up real good. Oh, well, there's no way I could. Would, r- you,
4: would you wear a loincloth while you were painting Man of War, though?
2: If that's what it took, yes, I would. Let every note I now play be the black arrow through the heart of false metal. Um, you know, no, I, I um, Yes, I, would. I would, that would. That would be really fun. And all the designs on the Newstead stuff, those are my designs and stuff, too. Um, pretty much all the artwork and all those things are my initial designs, and I have the guy, uh, Mark DeVito, who's been working for Metallica for forever. He's helping me with that stuff. So I do all the initial drawings, and then he follows through with the logos and all the little trickiness. So I'm, I am mixing it in that way. I'm doing the artwork for my band also.
3: Nice. Uh, you can at least keep it in-house, too.
2: <laughs> it, it does help. I learned that, you know, over time here, um, In Papa Wheelie, Stephen did all the art, and that kind of worked out and i picked up on that and then obviously the big one uh michelle away from voivod has done the artwork for them since the beginning of man and so that was always such a big deal um i learned from him he was doing their you know computer graphic album covers in 1984 with a commodore 64 and stuff wow. that's how advanced that syntax, was uh, go, so go to 10, <laughs> ten <laughs> syntax <laughs> error i
3: remember that So well, that's extremely cool. There's no way I can afford one of your big pictures, but if you ever do anything postage stamp size, I am so (laughs) in.
0: It probably costs more. No, I'm I'm
3: going back because the six foots are two ten twenty thousand dollars. Maybe I get the postage stamp for like. Maybe we
0: can maybe we can work out a deal that we can like help you promote it, you know, on our website or something like that. Send me a postage
2: stamp. I have. I just want to rest your mind a little bit, bro. The big ones are that big, and I have pieces that are. Four by four inches, and then everything in between of all mediums. I have, you know, graphite stuff and ink stuff, and sculptures, and uh, you know, like what do you call those? Uh, oh man, when you put it all together, loincloth and stuff together, <laughs> loincloth <especially>. multimedia. <laughs> ah, ah, woo, man! So, all, I got all those things. So it's not not all of them are thousands of dollars. So, so don't worry about that, okay?
4: <laughs> did Did you originally injure your shoulder playing tennis with Lars?
2: god i would like to say so man i like to say so I, I i injured a kick in his butt in tennis um but it was ping pong so oh. not as good of a story
3: oh man yeah, i i just that's hurt dud. i hurt my <laughs> shoulder about. It.
2: but it was it was against lars and ping pong yeah that's what
3: it is i got my yeah. shoulder i got my shoulder injury about a week ago so i understand what you're talking about yeah, but you
0: get uh, it ain't
2: fun
3: <laughs> no the damn hurt man <laughs> yeah. i was like damn i'm getting old
2: no, you are. Yeah. I'm not. You are. Oh. Would you, <laughs> I can't even
3: Jason, ask. you're only like three years older than me, maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure how old you really are. I'm a okay, 41. You want to have a
2: race, man.
3: I'm 41, and you'll kick my ass, I guarantee you. I'm,
2: I'm going to be 50 in two months. So anytime you want to race bikes or any of that, you let me know, dude. I'm ready. Let's, let's Let race. Go. That's
4: it. Let's race big wheels for one of your paintings.
0: Yeah, let's race oh, big okay, wheels.
2: Okay, now we're getting somewhere. I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna wear a man. Got, of war now you've got my attention. Clock.
0: Dave will race you. How um, fast can you a, a chicken? And, and
4: the and the loser, <laughs> the loser has to shave Paul Stanley's chest. <laughs> oh man! Do any has to right? or gets to. <laughs> well, either way, but Rodrigo will be there. <laughs> oh.
2: Shit. <laughs> yep I <probably> will <gasps>
4: uh, oh
2: is the chest thing a wig too <laughs> it's an implant <laughs> I think they shave it
4: once in a while and put it on Jean's head
2: it might be Chia Pet I don't know
0: a Chia Chest. <laughs> Chia Chest,
2: dude, we are in business. Look at That's us. You ever, if you ever
3: <laughs> joined KISS, then I definitely know it's worth the money. Who, it's who, money. Who's who money?
2: Who I love this. Who's, That's good, dude. You're good, man. Who's thank you?
4: Have you ever gone to Paul Stanley's art galleries and he has he ever gone to yours?
2: Um, no diss, man, you know, like he's one of my heroes and everything too. And it wasn't, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have played and all that stuff. But no, no, man, if I name one of my paintings, Autumn Harvest, you can paint me in the neck for the third time.
4: How's that? Did you, did you say Autumn Harvest?
2: I did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is as much as you love Kiss's music, Paul Stanley's artwork looks like rainbow colored diarrhea on a canvas
2: wow that was some sick paraphrasing <laughs> considering what i said <laughs> well you said autumn harvest Take A little liberty there my man
0: <laughs> it's a metaphor uh, you know
2: the everybody's uh, entitled to their opinion <laughs>
0: uh, uh, well, let's, let's get i think we should get back here to uh, music let's let's drop all all right, website. we're having so
2: much fun yeah was, well, one? as long as we doing it <laughs> let's
0: least drop
3: his website how's that Okay. Some people Yes, of... so let's
2: do that. Let's do a couple of things and tell the people where they can talk to me because I am having so much fun talking to the people. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay, so newsteadheavymetal.com is the home page where you can find out all the info about everything. There's all kinds of stuff there. you got the web store and you got the thing where you send me in a photo of you or your band or you with me back in the day or whatever, man, like your favorite metal moment. Please send me it over there to the fan photo section. I sent one yesterday. Um, then you got uh, Jason C. Newstead on Twitter and Jason Newstead on Facebook, where I am at least uh, 90 minutes each end of a jam or whatever. At some point in that 24 hours, I go in for 90 minutes and answer as much as I can in those 90 minutes. So anybody wants to send some positive vibes and some love or an interesting question or a decent statement, I always get back to them. Um, it does take me a while to catch up sometimes, but I do get to everyone. So that's my deal right there, and I'm really enjoying it connecting with everybody again. That's cool. That's very cool.
3: So that was your Jason Newstead moment on Maximum
2: Threshold so Radio. Like, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> so,
0: so how many? I got. A, I got a question. How many interviews have you done since putting or since dropping this um, medal this this past week? Today's honored. hundred.
2: Uh yeah, it's it's. Um, hmm. I would say between 60 and 100, yep.
0: Damn, that's pretty good. Keep it up, man. Get that word out there. People need to know about this new material you have out there. It's really, really good, and it's, good. it's going to be really catchy. I think this stuff is really going to spread good, and I just hope the media jumps on board along with it also.
2: Thank you very much for those compliments, and I appreciate your help too, man. Um, so far it is going really well with the growing, you know, like we're number one on the iTunes metal charts for the debut, which is – A big deal, I mentioned Mm -hmm. that, but that's a pretty big deal for us. Um, That's a good start, and it gets people's attention. Um, As I head into meetings next week with all these offers for all these people and managers and agents and all that stuff, it's a good thing to have Mm -hmm. in my back pocket that we were able to get to number one just out of the studio, just out of our little place. So uh, you know, all the time that I spent with fans and playing music around the world is coming back pretty strongly and favorably right now, and I'm happy about it and just make sure that everybody realizes, you know, the fans that are in this are going to give a crap anyway about this. You know my deal, man. If anybody's been in the metal circles for the last 30 years, they know what Newstead means and they know what the word metal means. So across the globe, those two words together mean something you know what you're going to get when you come to share this music. And so that's really, you know, when I got pulled back in, when I played with Metallica and the fans screaming back into the show, this is why I'm doing this. I do it only because I want to do it. And as soon as it's, you know, if I'm not getting the positive vibes and people are not interested anymore, they'll just back off and keep doing whatever else I do, whether I'm painting or playing Papa Wheelie or whatever it is mm-hmm. I do. But I'm giving this one good, strong shot for the people. One more time, I want to take it to the people, and I'll go as long and strong as I can, and that'll be that, man.
4: Newstead for President.
2: Heck vote. yeah, president of Metal Town. Got, got my
4: vote. <laughs> now I do. I, if you,
3: if you don't want to ask any answer any personal questions, you mentioned that you were married. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, your wife was a painter. Was she also a musician? Was she in the arts at her well, or uh, was, does does she help with any of that stuff as far as music goes? You know, like hey, honey, I like this. Hey, honey, this song sucks. This song's good. I like this background. Or does she like leave you on your own? Uh, you know
2: in your own own demise (laughs) it's a it's a a bigger deeper thing it's very helpful but it's not i mean when i ask her if i play something for her and say you know you digging that or not she'll be honest with me but it's not kind of like this hey honey analyst you know and, and analyze this and it's more of a thing where she's supportive in whatever i do big time we've been together almost 11 years and we just got married a couple months ago um congratulations so, thank you, but I mean she's been there for me for the whole thing. She went through. She, we met just as I was going through the Metallica stuff, and so uh, the support that came with that from me um, recovering from painkiller addiction, all that stuff. She's been there for all those things, um, but especially the music. She is the one person that recognizes that if I don't go make noise, uh, um, about every five days, like on that sixth day, I'm irate and not very good to be around. And she says, get out to the studio, call your boys, and turn it up. And to to have that person in my corner that is my wife is a pretty special thing. I've been around long enough and around enough bands and metal couples and rock and roll couples and things like that to know what the score is with that stuff, believe me. I don't have to tell anybody's stories or anything. i just just take my word for it. So I know how important it is. And that's, that's where it comes down. And she went to school on an art scholarship. She's a real painter. She paints in oil, and she puts on two or three or four colors on her palette and mixes all the other colors from those four, like the real deal. I buy, you know, blue number four, blue number six, blah, blah, whatever like that in the tubes, and she mixes to that place. So that's the difference there. But inspirational in in both in both realms. She's a well, metalhead. Um, she's you know the first time I got in her Jeep with her, she had Rush twenty one twelve in there, and she wasn't even born when Rush twenty one twelve was released. So that, that's that. There you go. You understand, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, that's cool. I mean, I mean, I just ran this way. Here's what the one of the best lines that you said in it. You guys met as you basically were leaving Metallica, the, one of the biggest fans in the world, and she's was interested in you, and with you. When you were leaving that, you know, a gold digger. She didn't know
2: about, She didn't know that I was in that band. She, she that, that's not why we got together. We, we met uh, way, way, way away from any music. So that's
3: awesome. That that shows that because, as you know, most Hollywood and you know stuff relationships like that are doomed to fail because they're all about egos and everything else. And she was I, I with did. you for you. That's, that's so awesome. We see this.
4: Yeah, that's why we're with Dave because of his ego. So, so yeah, really? is is, that's is, cool. is is she mad? Because she's you said she went to school on a scholarship and she mixes the four colors, and and you get all your tubes and you get like ten thousand dollars a painting and. I think
2: it's five thousand or six thousand for hers. Oh, yeah, wrong Field. I mean, yeah, it's like my uh, buddy,
3: my buddy's mom's a painting. She has a painting in the White House that she sold for eighty thousand. You so, go. you know, yeah, a, a no, it's, good it's, artist she still, can do it. She
2: does all kind of stuff. My girl still she sells more than I do actually.
3: Hey, you know who's one of my favorite painters is there uh uh Sherwin Jason. Williams. No.
2: Ari- <laughs> <laughs> Show Show the Tommy. He likes the whoever best one of the night. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. Dave like oh,
3: Ariana Richards. She was the little girl Lex from uh Jurassic Park. she was a world-class oh, painter. Oh, right girl.
2: on. Yeah, right on.
3: Yeah. Dave's, she has a great gallery.
4: Dave's favorite wow. Artist is the guy who made the can for Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> you tubby bitch! Uh, the guy that designed uh, the McDonald's
3: logo—that big, the double M.
4: <laughs> so, so let's uh, let's get back to the music. One of one. Why? Of the, why? Well, no, this we'll get we'll get back to the art afterwards, and in the goofiness. So, one of the I want of, a
3: damn painting now. I'll, be like, I'll uh, I make I you a painting.
4: Wanted. I'll will give you my underwear when we're done. It's like a Rorschach Dude, test.
2: Uh, if you go on, if you go on, um. Uh, Google Jason Newstead art for sale. You can see probably like twenty or twenty-five pieces if you are you know today, tonight, whatever.
4: I always told myself if I ever had the money, I would I would get in and try to score an original Robert Williams painting. Okay. Okay, but now that's... I got to add Newstead to that list. My buddies oh, my are. God, that's good. But, but if I if I'm ever rich, you're painting me in a gator skin loincloth, man of war style. Jeez. I'm gonna. <laughs> and and part of the commission is we're going to jam and we're going to play fighting the world
2: <laughs> uh, you got what i'll have a double whatever you're having man for real
4: wow so but okay let's get serious for a minute other than the five songs on this new ep that just came out so i'm metal called, i'm not going to okay. say it dropped i'm going to say that just came out cuz yeah. what what other songs are you going to incorporate into your live set Good question.
2: Oh, man, do I got something for you. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Oh, man. I got a plan, dude. I got a plan. I was just telling my friends about it yesterday. We had a a big meeting in San Francisco. I did a bunch of radio and everything. And I was telling them about my plan, and everybody's just, like, jumping out of their seats. So that's all I'm going to tell you. It will be interesting. It will be fun. And the word is entertainment. Nice. All right. That's what it is. It's going to be just awesome. And you know what I really like? awesome, awesome. Guys.
4: Uh, what I really like most about the Newstead album album or EP is that you can actually hear the bass on it.
2: It's right. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy concept. It took a while, you know, but we finally figured it out. Oh, I like this one.
3: I'm looking at a couple of your arts right now. I'm trying to get the name of this one. Arts?
4: Really Do you mean paintings? No, uh, them
2: arts, then they're arts.
4: Atmosphere
2: atmosphere yeah I, do. I,
4: I really like harvest autumn
2: no man this one's a cool one <laughs> yeah. you got these
3: got these like dog creatures on acid and shit this is pretty cool
4: hey did did jeff tate call you to see if you wanted to join yes. his version of Reich? <laughs> that's
2: another no man sorry oh, dang it <laughs> wow what a weird deal wow yeah hmm what do you yeah. think
4: about that that kind of stuff where these bands split off and they're fighting over the name and
1: all that stuff? I think stuff. you need
2: to find something else to do. Holy okay? shit. When to say when is one of the single most important things in life, probably top three. When to say when. Yes. You know, Jesus, man. Come that's
3: on. Pre- that's pretty funny. We asked that same question to Jack Russell of Jack Russell's Great White.
1: Oh
4: Lord! And he said he said
3: he said I'm the singer.
4: The name goes with me. He said I'm getting Jason Newstead on bass, and I'm hitting the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's I don't think nice. you can afford
3: to go to a Jason Newstead show,
4: though. I'll <laughs> get Jason in the van. You mean, you mean you don't want to play for 50 bucks in a deli tray? That's right. Or a it's quarter of the deli it depends tray? Depends to
2: I'm playing with. <laughs> you know, it really does. man. If Jack White asked me, yes, a sandwich and a beer, I'm there.
4: Well, they don't have a bass player, do they? And on a different note, I really like the Brothers of the Head, your acrylic oh, thank mixed you. media. Thank you, yep, that's a good one. Yep. It doesn't have a price. It's probably, it's probably sold, sold already. i am putting my checkbook away. It doesn't have a price on it. it must be oh, that much. one must be
2: free. No, that
4: must be too much. Would you? Would you consider being the fifty-third member of LA Guns?
2: Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, hmm. What? What instrument am I playing?
4: You can play anything. anything. You can play The triangle.
2: If it's if it's either the triangle or as I get to do my scissor solo, <laughs> then I'll uh, I'm in there.
3: On a funny note, my friend. Uh, uh,
2: Right. On a funny note, like we're not sitting here <laughs> cracking up.
4: Wait, Dave's about to make it unfunny. Go oh, ahead, Dave. You
2: guys have never even heard of Scissors Solo. You're sitting over there acting like, oh, yeah, Scissors Solo. I heard a bunch of those. No, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued.
3: I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll listen to it. i listen to everything.
2: No, you know when the Scissors, when you go like that and they come back, they go, shuka, shuka, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you get good enough at it and you put a wah-wah pedal on it, you'd be oh. amazed.
4: Dude, now you know you've got to do that on stage. This is solo. I've seen Scissor fights. I've never seen a Scissor (laughs) solo.
2: It's very similar, except I'm the only one getting bloody, and it's just me in the fight.
4: I, want it. I do want to see that. I was waiting for Dave's big funny moment, and then asking. I was right, going right, to ask right, about right the scissors
2: solo. I screwed them all up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. well, now they're going to see,
3: like, doing on, uh, things on TV, like, hi, I'm Jason Newstead, and I use such-and-such brand scissors. Yeah. If yeah. you need
4: the scissors. They're not safety scissors, are they?
0: Safe, 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 safety. safety. No, nothing else. No, nothing
2: is safe.
0: Nope. Uh, so what bass
3: are you using nowadays, out of curiosity?
2: Same. Sadowski is my deal, man. I have for how many every years now. That's that's my thing. I still in the studio. I use some old Fenders and stuff to get that, you know, the boomy boom. But uh, as far as live or any kind of thing, it's been Sadowski for about twenty years now. Wow.
3: Do they have a Jason Newstead model off for you, or I don't know? They do,
2: they do, but it's not a signature thing, and I don't put my name on it, and I don't take any of their money or nothing like that. The kids come in and say, "I like the one that Jason has," and he makes that one for them. That's it. Oh, I cool. pay for all my bases. I pay for all my stuff. I, you know, I get I get strings for free because I go through so many. But other than that, I pretty much pay for my stuff.
4: Well, that's cool. I didn't know bass players changed their strings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: are you serious, man? I
4: thought they just boiled them and put them back on or something.
2: Well, that's what you do in the beginning, yeah, because they're $35 or $50 yeah, a set yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah, that's what you do in the beginning. But once you get to play with the big boys, then you change strings on six or eight instruments a night. Damn! How many yeah, of those so like so
3: how many of those bases do you have?
2: My uh, fifteen. Oh my god! But so, that's what it ta- you know. The, by the time the road gets going, and you have an A system and a B system, and all that, and you have to have six on each show, and there's backups for tunings and all that. That really isn't that many. In the, in the, in an application of real world application, having to have tools to work with, that's not that many.
4: So. Not not to get too serious and not to dwell on the Metallica thing. But when okay. you guys were, were on the in the van and on the bus together, who had the worst gas out of the four of you?
2: Hatfield. <laughs> no, dude, he's he's the meat eater. He's like bear killer. You know, there's I mean it's uh yeah, come on, there's not doesn't take doesn't take much to figure that out. Kirk is vegetarian, James eats only meat. Hello? So, which one... What's going to happen?
4: (laughs) Which one of you guys was most likely to take a dump on the tour bus?
2: Cliff, from what I hear. (laughs) Uh, What I hear is he was the master of the towel method before there was a towel method, so... That's why I'm gonna leave that there. All right, we got
4: a question for you. So, so would you... <laughs>
2: just jump, just jump right over. <laughs> I want
4: to wait. I want to know about the towel method
2: before I ask that, because I, I got no a good way, idea I'm what let, that I'm is. Letting people's, no, let people's mind run with that. I'm not explaining it. Let them Google it.
4: Is that kind of like putting a grocery bag inside of an empty 12-pack and dumping it and hotboxing it out the window?
2: Very similar. You are in. Just dude. invent it, aren't you? I do good. Wow. I've,
4: I've had like Mission I'm Impossible shits. I've had, I've had to go in people's shoes. I mean, <laughs> but I know you're not wow. supposed to go in the tour bus. <laughs>
2: That's good. Good thing you paid for all that college and stuff. Yeah. Tell so, oh.
4: <laughs> since we're since we're uh, <laughs> talking about Metallica, let's talk about let's give a, a spectrum of all the bands you've been in: Voivod, Flotsam and Jetsam, um, Newstead. Newstead, Echo Bright,
2: Voivod, Voivod. Echo, Echo Bright,
4: um, which, Papa which, Wheelie. Which guy in any of those bands is most likely to sleep with a post op tranny?
2: <laughs> you are. Well, you're getting. You're, you're really, really thinking you're going to get away, get away with some stuff here, right now. We, we ask it's everybody this. Me.
4: We we actually ask every major.
2: I, major we ask artists. everybody
4: this, so we don't want you. To, are you serious? Yeah, yes. I don't want you to feel elitist. So yeah. I have to ask. Oh you. no, well, I don't,
2: No, I definitely I can, don't want I can, that. I can, don't need any help with that. I I think. Wow, you really ask that to everybody. I am getting more and more impressed with your deal every second. I could tell you.
3: I can tell you what two. Uh, in general, band members usually will give up, give up their drummer, and when I asked that question to Steve Vai, he said it was Frank Zappa's band.
2: <laughs> it's this the band, yeah. Everybody. We're there talking was, to passable. Everybody's hands up. Guys. Everybody um we're talking see, passable so what's the question tr- tr- tranny Post- what tr- again
0: post-op, tranny. post-op
4: passable like small hands no adam's <laughs> apple you know kind of like sexy little girl ass <laughs> like but they find out that she used to be a dude and they still went ahead and banged her who would who would that be
2: uh, hmm. Jeez. i mean she could be hot too uh, well like. you know what I, I i am gonna have to give now, I don't know about nowadays, but I'm going to have to give up a 1992 gin and tonic filled Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
3: you mean <made> my night.
2: <laughs> Is that, I mean, I, but, I, but you understand. I mean, I had to make a little precision there. Yes, you get uh, that, right? We have yeah. to make sure well, we're in the right area, the right era, the right region, mm-hmm. and yeah, the right intoxication. Before
3: he became a When riot.
2: all those things come together, it could be magic.
0: Yeah, it was post-mullet. <laughs>
2: Post mullet, post G and Hey, Jay, Jay, he never had
0: a mullet.
3: From my understanding, you know what? Uh, uh, Newstead never had a mullet. If I, if I. to about Lars. Uh, you know, say, but so it I Neustad. saved off my mullet option. You know,
2: on the side. Yep. Just, there's not going to be a mullet coming from that. Not going <laughs>
4: to <You>, happen. <laughs> you know what's funny? My little sister, when she was younger, looked just like you. Just like she, my little sister looked just like Jason Newstead. I swear to God, same color I, I, hair, same. Color, same I'm
2: sorry. Yeah,
4: <laughs> you know. You know, I'm not taking any way anything away from your suave and debonair looks, but on a little thirteen year old girl it just wasn't working. <laughs>
2: not is that is that the hair color you wanted? No, okay. <laughs> uh.
3: Hey, I got one thing what James is a mean uh, not James, but uh J- Jason is accredited with. He is accredited with from taking and I saw this in several, several books that uh he's accredited with taking Metallica to the next level to turn them from like the, uh, the the uh blue jeans look to the black look, you know, the black shirts, the black, you know, the rock star look. So yeah. that's what I've read about you a lot. Really? Yeah, they say that's one
2: I have not heard.
3: They are oh. saying because you came in, okay, and you had this whole thing, you know, like that this is what rock stars are supposed to look like, you know, not just like the jean jackets and crap. Dude, like are this. you
4: sniffing glue over there? <laughs> have yeah, you heard anything actually, he said? I am. No, I'm talking about Dave.
2: (laughs) Oh, I am too, though, because I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. I got to stay on it right now. This is really important,
4: dude. I don't think I don't think Jason said anything rock star other than he gets ten thousand dollars for his paintings. No, no,
3: no, he never said. And how is that
2: rock star when I work hard on my paintings and people like him and give me money? What are you talking about?
3: (laughs) That's artist, man. That's Van Gogh, dude.
2: Just, I don't. Well, that's crazy, man. I didn't. I didn't set the price. They came and said, "Here, I'll give you this." No, I'm He's just. About I'm right just now.
4: saying you haven't been like, haven't had any rock star trip about you the whole time. No, no, no. I'm saying oh. this is what
3: people are saying about him that he was the one that he took read it. Out. You
4: believe but,
2: everything you read, man? You no, that's why I'm asking he, you. I have the Mickey? man on the phone.
4: Are you sure you read that right? Because you called him James when you first started. I <laughs> shut up.
2: exactly.
3: Exactly. He's He's no, but no, but it was well, because back when. Before Jason was in the band, they did the blue jeans and everything else. And then when he came aboard, mm. the loincloths came
1: in.
2: Shut up. Gator okay. okay. skin. <laughs> exactly. Now, he, now we're clear. No, what the deal is, I think that maybe where they're getting thrown a little bit, or maybe the mis, misguide or misread or something is, uh, Cliff always wore, you know, loon pants, bell-bottom blue jeans yeah. and a denim top. Always. That was his uniform from, from all the time. Didn't wash it. Wore the same damn thing. You know what I mean, and that's and then when I came in, I wore black instead of blue jeans, and maybe that's where that came from. But I'm not really sure. I think that um, we did that together. At, at those in those years, we were very much the gang mentality, dressing the same and being the same and all that. So we kind of melded as we went together. I think and that's my view of it as a fan, anyway.
4: Do you, do you ever do you ever get emails, calls, or even Christmas cards from any of the guys in Diamond Head saying thank you so much? For
2: um, no, we do get a uh, hearty handshake. Um, definitely uh, high fives from when we see him and everything. But as far as I'm concerned, no, I wasn't as close with them ever as Lars was or anything. So I'm, I'm sure that they've done that for him over and over and again. That was the connection. He was that guy with them, you know.
4: Because I know because of you guys, they they sold at least 20, 20 albums and. In- in South Euclid. <laughs> Being well, be 19 of my point. friends.
2: Um, I think that that was probably most of that recognition or, or appreciation was shown to Change the Lars, since they're the ones that instigated the uh, playing those covers and, and tipping the hat to those guys and stuff.
4: I have to say, Bread Fan is probably the sickest cover I've ever heard. Of. I love it.
2: Not, tough one. That's a tough one. That's, that's, that's just that's, such that's an awesome got some song. Rock going on for I, sure. I, I can't for I hear, hear that without
4: mentioned. wanting to punch someone in the face. It's usually myself. Right.
2: <laughs> That's that's great, man. Great, great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Michael Michael needs help.
2: <laughs> uh, it's beyond any help I can give him, though. That's the thing.
3: <laughs> if he ever ends up in therapy, he's gonna be in a painter and try to settle. Well, if Jason get ten thousand, I can at least get four thousand for
4: mine. I, I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. Okay, no,
2: I. So actually, well, you know what, you might get pretty good money for that <laughs> from what i've learned in that business you're probably fine
0: put a disclaimer the, first
2: i
4: want there's like a thing by the art museum every year it's like it's called the chalk walk you buy a little they give you a little thing oh, yeah. of chalk you buy you buy you rent a little square of the sidewalk and you make a painting or a, a picture and they um and they all the proceeds go to the art museum right so like i'm i was my last my ex fiance was an artist. She painted, made jewelry. So she she'd take me down there. So like the second or third year, I'm like, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna make one. Well, one year I made Ace Frehley's face, and it was awful. And my even my <laughs> even my nine-year-old son at the time was laughing. So then the next year, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going balls to the walls. I decided I was gonna do Dave Lee Roth doing the splits from the back of the, the second Van Halen album. And so some, wow. like, some little girl walks by. She's like, "Ooh, look, mommy, he's painting a lion. <laughs> <laughs> a lion. <laughs> <laughs> so so no, I could never I could never I have a lot of respect for for artists. You know, it doesn't have to be technically like like all perfect and stuff to be good, you know, so that's for sure.
2: But it's, that's, that's my point when you first said about the ruler. What I found in the, in the art world is that just as long as it's more about the process for the people that really are paying the big dollar, it's more about the process and what comes. It really, actually, they like it to not be perfect. That's what they like. That's so, like the, uh, you might ha- you might have something to fall back on, bruh.
0: That might be like something like the elephant paintings and stuff like that. When elephants do the oh yeah, they do the chimpanzees too. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> they did the elephants, chimpanzees, all mm-hmm. that stuff. You do maybe have a future.
3: Oh my buddy paints uh uh like universe stuff like planets and craft and he makes a killing end. that's all he does for a living.
2: There you go it, it can be done if you put all your time into it I think it can.
3: His mom is the one that's like the painter for the White House and craft too. So. Uh-huh. That,
2: so he grew up with stuff. you
3: know being exposed to that.
4: I've, I, d- I've done some artistic spackling. <laughs> Not on the toilet <laughs> you idiots.
2: For oh, the toilet. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. That's the canvas is porcelain, right? A
4: couple, a couple walls in McDonald's when you don't turn it quite fast enough, Dude, your enough but When
2: to say when? Remember, come on now. Let's remember the rules. <laughs> uh,
3: God, I wish a lot of other people would have taken your advice on when to say when on some of the vans I've seen over the years.
2: It's kind of um, you got to be careful. Uh, there's certain styles that you can. You know, if you started playing that style, you can pretty much get away with playing it forever. You know, Muddy Waters can play blues. B.B. King is 80-some years old and he's still playing the blues oh, yeah. um, because that's what he's done the whole time. He didn't get up and jump around and get crazy and wacky and whatever other things. Um, so that's, you know, kind of depends on what music you choose to go after. You have to be careful. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go after the style of music that we like or the style of music that I'm playing now anyway, um, with thrash metal and heavy music and that, you have to keep yourself fit. And if you don't keep yourself fit, then there's no need in going out in front of people. They want to see what they're used to seeing, or at least what they're going to expect. You know, when you go and see some of the bands now that try to do these reunions or half ass reunion things, um, you you know, you have a chance of tarnishing stuff if you don't go out tough, or if you go out um, out of shape, you know, or you are not, not got your chops up or something like that, then you just, it's not a good thing. You want to present your best creature that you can, and it's got to be fit, so a lot of people should have maybe just kept it at home you know
4: mm-hmm. but 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 do you and also on that front though do you do you feel if the if the if they're actually just going out there for the love of the, to to continue making the music no matter whether it's good it's bad as long as if as long as it's genuine they can keep doing it even if the crowd dwindles right you, you know as long as they're have, doing it for the love uh, of it not for the cash
2: grab uh, I think it's a smaller handful that is doing what you just said that's doing for the love of the music and chasing the feeling that the the reason they did it to begin with and all those kind of things and they get a little dividend dividend afterwards i think that's that's a few and far between thing the reunions that you see the majority of them i'm not going to give a percentage but the majority of them are for the buck you know i mean they've the people who put all their money up their nose or they didn't invest it right or Some of those things, you know, I can't figure out people had a couple of good singles and a couple of good records and they have to go back out or they're painting houses somewhere or something. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, if you would have invested your money right when the time was right, you wouldn't have to be going out with a ridiculous reunion or or grasping at what used to be. So they just got to be really careful with that. You know, some of them are true, yes, and I have appreciation. Like I always tell, I mean, right across the board, man, I'm always going to give everybody the positive vibe first and give them the positive tip first. I'm glad you're out there playing. You felt that feeling once, and you want to feel that feeling again right on. I know what that's about. God bless you for being out there, okay? I'm with that. That's my first foot forward always. But if you were doing your thing where you used to be a pretty fit cat, and you played your guitar right down here, and now you come out in your band and you're playing your guitar horizontally off your belly or whatever, I'm not really with that. I don't think that's that shows respect to what you used to do or respect to the thing that you played before or the reason that people came to see you. I'm just I don't I don't dig that. You're you're disrespecting what you did. You're just disrespecting yourself. So um the people that are doing it for the right reasons, I'm behind them hundred percent. The people that are doing it just to milk it and make it silly and and uh make it ridiculous and ruin whatever they had. I I don't see any light in that.
4: Wow, that was actually that was deep. So, so Was that means? (laughs) Come on, I'm not even gonna (laughs) ask it. Never mind. Yes, come on,
2: go with. So, so because
4: Leslie West lost all that weight, and his guitar's not like he lost uh, his leg too, dude. That giant belly, dude. No,
2: Leslie West was never small, bro.
4: No, but he lost a lot of weight. He lost a ton of weight, like not a whole ton, but like a couple hundred pounds probably. And that was before his leg, Dave.
2: He went the other way with it, and that's fine, but he was always big to begin with. I'm talking about what people expect, and when you go to see a certain band that you used to like, and you have their records and all that kind of thing, and you pay this certain ways to see their show, but they're just a shadow of their former selves, or six shadows of their former self, whatever, uh, a bigger shadow of their former self, um, that I just don't, I'm not sure that's the right thing, that's all.
3: Well, for ex- I'm not, I don't want to point fingers, but I watched at a concert, a 12-12-12 concert, the one for the an Hurricane, and there was a yeah. very classic rock band playing in yeah. that. I watched their performance, and I really, for the first time in my entire I musical fan career, I guess you'd call it, that I was like, wow, these guys are really getting old. I really uh-huh. don't think they should be up there on stage doing this, right. because i right. they look like my fucking grandma. Part of my language, the guy look like my grandma. You I must be like, talking
4: yeah, about Aerosmith. No.
2: Because Steve, uh, I know who he's. I know who he's talking about, and and that's you know, I mean, that is one of the things you had. Just because one of your guys kept himself totally fit and he's bouncing around and doing all that thing and being silly and barely getting away with it, the other kid. I mean, you got to. How much money do you need? I know that thing was. I know that thing. do do Don't ask Jin so does Doesn't really matter. But I'm talking about in general. You got to keep going around and doing that thing. But in this business, in this world, right now the nostalgia memory money thing is where it's at. That's the only people that are guaranteed to make any money off their records and their tours, really. So that's, you know, we got to weigh that out, too. If they're still enjoying it and really getting off on it, then I can't tell them not to. That's, you know, that's a tough one, man. It's a real tough one. I get your point for sure.
1: But
3: the question that you said is how much money is enough money? Never ask Gene Simmons that question. Cause he's gonna, I, I wouldn't even bother. He'd be nervous. like all of, all of it. All of it.
2: Just silly. God, God bless him and everything like that for back in the day and everything. But you know, some of those things where you wish you wouldn't have met your heroes? There's a couple couple vibes like that. And there, there was a couple times I, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt, too. But a couple of the pretentious things that happened in our uh, acquaintance that's just, yeah, it really soured me, man. It's too bad.
3: Oh, yeah. So you. Everybody's
2: got their own thing. So whatever.
3: I'm a, like I said, I'm a photographer and I do a lot of concerts, do a lot of celebrities and things like that. So I get to meet a lot of my heroes. And you're right, though, that whole saying is never meet your heroes because, you know, they might just really, really disappoint you. And there's a really sad feeling you get after someone you respected for years and you yeah. finally get to be in their presence and you get like to work with them on a professional level and they turn out to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's, kind of,
2: that's kind, of a, kind of a bummer. But then there's the, the other side of that coin. Um, when you meet somebody that you dug for a long time, and the second time you see them, they call you by your name. You know, it happened with Alice Cooper and Eric Clapton with me, and I'll never forget. I'm telling you right now about it. it. Happened 20 years ago. So, this kind of stuff like that, when your heroes become your peers and they remember your name, that can be one of the most uh, a feather in your cap kind of vibes ever of all time, you
3: know. Oh, I agree. There's been several times that I've met celebrities, you know, that were heroes of mine, and they they were really great. I mean, it was like wow. Like I got to meet yeah. Sylvester Stallone once uh, mm-hmm. about 15 years ago, 14 years ago. I had to photograph him, and he literally was like Rocky in real life. Like, like he, like you what what you thought he would Rocky would be as a person was what mm-hmm. Stallone was like. He wasn't conceited. He wasn't a jerk. He, you know he was really friendly, and he was. It was like, awesome. I was like, this is great, you know? And and then other people have been assholes. (laughs)
4: Hmm. Why do you look at me when you say assholes?
3: So, so, um, as long as we got you on here, we're going to say, don't forget, if I said this right, newsteadmetal.com.
2: Newsteadheavymetal.com. Sorry. Okay, Okay. Jason C. Newstead on Twitter. Jason Newstead on Facebook. Come and check it out. Um, I appreciate you guys' help. This is fun, man. After doing all those interviews these last couple of days, this has been very refreshing to be able to get loose a little bit. So thanks for that.
1: Okay, we are
3: going to ask you to do a station promo for us, if you don't mind. Uh, right, we'll just state your hand. name.
2: Hold on, Everybody. Me, I got that. Just let me get your call. i got to write some stuff down so I don't I get, put it on my list over here so I get the letters right and everything. Okay. Okay. What's your? Go ahead. What's your show or your call? Maximum. Maximum, maximum threshold. threshold. It's, that's
4: it. It's Mexican threshold. <laughs>
2: it's Mexican. <laughs>
4: someone called well, that it that good.
2: one. That will work good for that. That's good. That's perfect for me. Okay. Whatever you're. Uh, and that's all. Do you say your name or anything? Or just maximum I'm threshold. Just maximum threshold. threshold. Say your
0: list. Your name. your list Maximum yep. threshold. Blah blah blah. And
4: Throw talk some. talk about farting on the bus or whatever you <laughs> want to talk about.
2: Wow. Huh. Are you ready? Yes. What's up, people? You are tuned in to Maximum Threshold. Check it out. It would have been said, good
3: if you would have said your name.
2: <laughs> what name? Your name. Oh, Any ready? name and you want. Take 48. One, two. What's up, everybody? Jason Newstead here. You are listening to Maximum Threshold.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Yes, yes, I, perfect.
2: yes I'm perfect. Yes, yes you're right. You so are. Oh. oh, God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay,
0: Jason, hey, we really thank you for being on the show here and hanging out with us for a good hour and, and so, man. We really appreciate that. Yes,
2: thank that you. That was fun, you guys. So you look, thanks for the help. Oh, anytime. Spread the word for me, and uh, here. if we get ourselves out on the road, I'll see you.
0: Sounds good, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Jason. Mm, bye-bye. Right, cheers, guys. Take Have a care. good one. Bye. There you go, and here you go. This is Soldier Head. This is Newstead. It's off his latest one, so check this out. We'll be back after this. Thanks, Jay, for being on the show.
2: Cast the first stone With dirt between my teeth Don't forget to go to maximumthreshold.net and click on the link to order your copy of Maximum Threshold magazine. Available now.
0: Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search
4: Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven.
0: You had your chance to check out Blackout. That's Blackout B-L-A-Q-O-U-T. Blackout began DJing in the southwestern Missouri in early 2012 and began producing his own edm music about five months ago. Recently signed with Relentic Records for release in March of 2013. What Blackout says is music is what he loves, and it's always been a huge part of his life. And he makes his music to express himself, to paint his emotions on a field of sound, so to speak. So check out Blackout on Facebook at facebook.com slash dubstep. That's blackout, B-L-A-Q-O-U-T, dubstep. That's facebook.com slash dubstep. Check them out today and make it part of you. Yeah,
2: man, this is uh, Tyler Main from Rob Zombie's Halloween. I play Michael Myers, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold.
1: Now, back to the guys who have a lifetime membership to the Mexican Donkey Show's Worldwide Club, Stan and Gerald on Maximum Thunderbolt.